Welcome to this edition of the Louisville Luxury Homes podcast series brought to you by John Mand with Linehan Sotheby's International Realty. John, good to see you. Hey, great to see you, Greg. And we have Jake Tidmore in the studio. We'll see if we can get him off the phone working those deals. Jake, nice to see you this morning. Hey, Greg. How are you? I'm doing well. So we're going we're gonna to lean on Jake here a little bit and make him a little bit more comfortable in front of the mic. Very good. All right. All right. So I think this morning we're going to talk about showing up at properties, right? So it's sort of a, I don't know if it's a debate. It seems like it is sometimes. Some agents like to show up and, and handle the showings. Other agents don't. So I'm interested in your guys' take on that that topic. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, kind of a sad testament to the real estate industry that just showing up is one of our largest competitive advantages. So. Well, why don't you set the stage? What, what is the expectation or, or what does the market look like really when we're talking about it on the seller's point of view, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So what do sellers generally expect uh, their, their agent to do for a showing? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, the industry is, has been able to convince the sellers to, to really expect almost nothing um, in, in the sense that uh, what, what the standard of practice in the business is that most brokerages and brokers will uh, uh, do the same services that what we call these minimum service providers will do, which is uh, take you know uh, amateur photo- uh, photographs of the property, um, put it on the MLS, and then put a lockbox on the door. Um, and so they're doing kind of the, the minimum service uh, business model, but they'll uh, try to charge, and a lot of times will charge, uh, full service uh, commission models for that. So uh, uh, it's it's been a uh, an interesting thing to see kind of how the industry has uh, devolved. And then we'll back up just to make sure everyone knows what we're talking about. A lockbox is what? Uh, so the Supra lockbox um, is a uh, electronic key box that uh, listing agents typically uh, install on the front door of a home that has a uh, uh, electronic access for buyers agents when they show up. They can access this key box electronically, open it, get the key, and go inside. Um, and what it allows is is for the listing agents not to actually have to show up to the properties uh, when their clients' homes are being sold. So I would say that that super lockbox is probably one of the largest consumer frauds uh, ever perpetrated on, <laughs> on the public in this country. Yeah. All right, so I, I think we're all pretty clear where John stands on this. Jake, <laughs> do, do, you, do you have a differing view? Do you have a similar view? No, no, I agree with John. And even further, I mean, some folks don't even go to the extent, don't even have the decency to put an actual Supra on the front door. Half the time you get to the house and it's a combination lock. And, uh, and the agent uh, never sent you the combo. So you scramble around for a half hour trying to figure out how to gain access to the house and uh, you know the point that you have a super on the house at least there is a record of an agent showing up and showing the property with a combination box uh, it's hard to know whether or not anyone ever showed the house so it sounds like you're both on the same page and that there's sort of a hierarchy that a, a combo lock or a key under the mat would be the lowest then the combo lock and then a super but if I'm guessing right you all think there's something even better yeah, um, you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, people hire us to market and sell their properties, and, you know, we are sales agents. I mean, that's, uh, that's the business we're in, and it's very hard to sell a product if you're not actually there engaging with the person that's interested in buying it. So It shouldn't be a dirty word, right, sales? Correct, correct. So, I mean, at the point you actually have the buyer in the house, you know, that is the point of sale. Um, the seller's representatives who's been hired to sell the house is often not there. 
um, you know, 99% of the time. And so uh, it's very hard to, to sell these properties, particularly as you get into the higher price points, um, unless you're there when the customer's there actually pointing out the attributes about it, making sure that it's shown in the best possible light it can, you know, trying to overcome objections. I mean, it's just the blocking and tackling of any sales organization or sales process. Um, and, you know, it's just been fascinating to me to come into this industry, um, you know, a decade ago and, and look around and, and see that, um, you know, the seller's agents aren't actually selling anything. You know, they're uh, listing a property, uh, taking a couple photos, uh, you know, very minimal marketing, just the distribution through the MLS, and then they put the lockbox on it and they're off to, to get another listing. And they'll leave the sales part of the process to the buyer's agents to do for them. Well, that buyer's agent's got very different agenda um, and uh, itinerary um, than uh, what the seller has. You know, our goal is to sell that property for that seller that's hired us to do it. The buyer's agent has all sorts of uh, conflicting motives um, and other properties that they're showing him and that sort of thing. So it's it's just a, a an interesting industry and one that um, you know it's unfortunate um, that the, the selling community has been kind of trained to expect nothing from their agent but at the same time uh, that's been a huge opportunity for us because at the point you bring professional sales agents in uh, with all the marketing exposure that we have uh, and the commitment uh, in business model to service these you know in person at every single showing uh, it, it's made all the difference in the world for us and the reason that we're the largest uh, high-end brokerage in the community so it sounds like you're, you're both committed to, and the, the whole brokerage is committed to showing up for each listing. So Jake, do you get feedback sometimes, or maybe even blowback sometimes from buyers, agents? Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to mention that. I mean, it's uh, it's extraordinary at the point that we show up to these to these listings and show the property. I can't tell you how many times I've had to speak with buyers agents aside from their clients and, and and explain to them that I'm not trying to steal their client. I am simply trying to sell our listing. Um, and I think, you know, it. Uh, there's some, uh, you know, they're a little uncomfortable because a lot of times they're showing uh, sellers, you know, it's their, it's the, you know, they may, maybe they have a listing and that, that seller is looking for a property to buy, and it shines a light on the fact that, you know, they're doing very little to market the property for the buyer that they're showing around. Um, so, yeah, I mean, oftentimes there is a lot of blowback, especially for, for agents that, uh, that are not used to Sotheby's or working with Sotheby's agents in, in our model of showing up. Yeah. And, I mean, just kind of going back to the, uh, I mean, the overriding thought process that I have on it is, you know, if your agent is not showing up to sell your property, then why are you paying them? You know, what is the the sales commission for? Because if all you're looking is access to the MLS, you can pay somebody $499 and get your house on the MLS and get a super lockbox on your door. So at the point they're not showing up, you know, what exactly are you getting for your for your money uh, as a seller? I mean, we're doing, as Jake mentioned, you know, just the blocking and tackling of the business, you know, getting there ahead of the clients, uh, the buyer clients were turning on the lights, opening the shades, um, just kind of, you know, making sure the house shows it as, as well as it possibly can. And then at the point the customers come in, uh, the buyers and their agents, you know, we're handing them a brochure. We're point, you know, telling them about the house. We're pointing out any hard to, uh, you know, th- things that are easy to overlook. You know, f- different features of the property, backup generators or irrigation systems, or, or things that you know they may just walk through the house and not be aware of. Um, but for us, you know, being there to, to specifically point it out to them. Um, and then I think from the seller's perspective, it's huge. 
they love the instant feedback. I mean, we were in the house when the buyers are there. We can tell if it was a good showing or not. And the second those buyers walk out the door, we pick up the phone and say, hey, you know, this went great. They were here for an hour and they measured all the rooms to figure out where their furniture was going to go. Or, you know, they were in and out in five minutes and, you know, the wife stayed in the car and didn't even come in. So, I mean, we can tell very quickly and relay that information. And I think the experience for most sellers is they'll have a showing on the house and it can be days uh, before they actually get the feedback on how that event went because they're waiting on the buyer's agent to relay that information. Um, and if a buyer's agent's out and shows 15 properties in a day, um, you know, it might take them 15 days <laughs> to get around to filling out the feedback for that uh, itinerary. So so that's a big deal. And then the security aspect is obviously huge. Um, you know, just being you know, at the higher end price point, knowing that you have somebody in the home that's keeping an eyes on everything for you. Um, and then just the, you know, so it's nice when the clients or the buyers are in the home, uh, but just the post uh, showing uh, security aspect as well. You know, turning out the lights, locking the door, making sure everything's kind of shut down. Um, a lot of the times, you know, you have sellers who have moved, you know, they've relocated in town or they relocated out of town. The house is maybe vacant. <clears throat> and I can't tell you how many appointments I've gone in where the sellers get frustrated that, uh, you know, well, every time that my house was shown, the doors were left wide open, all the lights were on, the neighbors were calling me saying, hey, your house is unlocked. And, and uh, you know, meanwhile, they're living, you know, in Texas at this point or something. So, um, you know, just being able to, to, to be a fiduciary and take care of that asset for the client and make sure that it's handled appropriately is a huge deal. So you guys are taking really full responsibility, right? So I've been on, I'm sure we all have, several showings where the key's missing from the lockbox because one agent took it after someone was showing the house and now you got to go track the key down and you guys are just sort of making sure that all that stuff, the, the like you said, the lights are on, the house is going to show in its best. But I, I'm curious, um, when a buyer comes through, do you how, how do you work that with the buyers? Do you want to take the buyers through each room or do you sort of make yourself available without being too available, if that makes we, sense? I think we play that by ear. I mean, some agents, uh, you know, I've found they'll walk in and they'll say, you know, please show us through. You know the house and, and why don't you take us through and tell us everything about it. Because it's um, hard to know if you're showing eight homes in a day. It's hard yeah. to know about all eight homes. Sure, right? sure. And, and then some agents, uh, you know, prefer, you know, their clients to just kind of have free reign and it's easy for us. I mean, we can, you know, step out in, into another room or onto the, the back porch or something and make a phone call or two, you know, and just kind of stay out of their way but be available for questions. Um, you know, that's that's where I think the being on site really helps that, uh, you know, the clients come through, they have questions about the property they're asking the list the, the, their agent their agent has no idea this is the first time they've ever been in the house so us being there you know being able to answer those questions and then a lot of our transactions are, are a little bit more complicated in, in the sense that we're trying to uh, figure out, you know, okay, you know, you've got a house, but, uh, and it may be fine the way it is, but if we did, you know, X, Y, and Z, you could improve this property, or this is an easy opportunity to add value, and just kind of being on site to be able to point things out to, to clients, or if you, at the point we hear an objection from them, say, okay, I understand you don't like this about the property, but you have you thought about doing, you know, that, um, and, and so that's a, I can't tell you how many sales that have happened, uh, that would never have occurred but for the fact that we are on site to, to handle those kind of objections and, and help uh, give people a clear path to, you know, making the property work for their situation. And Jake, were you, it looked like you were itching to say something there. 
Uh, no, I think, you know, John kind of covered it, but I mean, I, I agree. You know, the big thing is just, you know, in my opinion is, is heading off some of these potential issues, you know, uh, buyers having questions. Again, these, these buyers agents are coming in this first time they've ever seen the property may be the first time they've ever been in a particular area. I know, uh, for instance, I've got a house in Old Louisville right now, and a lot of agents aren't very experienced in that area, and I've happened to sell some houses over there, so I know, you know, what to look for in these houses and, and some of the potential problems that, that may come up or questions in a show, and I know, you know, one of these listings in particular probably wouldn't have sold if I wasn't there, you know, explaining, you know, the fireplaces and the energy costs and ways to keep those down and uh, the preservation district. And, you know, and, and at a point, you know, the buyer's agent is very appreciative because, you know, at the end of the day, they want to sell just the same. I mean, they want they want to make some money. And so, you know, I think uh, at the point that I wasn't there and, and some of these questions came up and they couldn't answer them, you know, you just you just lo- the, the buyer loses interest and moves on and, and runs to a, you know, a different area of somewhere they're a little more comfortable with. So maybe one more question before I let you guys go. I'm curious, you've been talking about being on site with the, the buyers and the buyer's agent. Before, let's back up a little bit. And when you're talking to the seller and you're, you're doing your listing presentation, what do you, how do you explain this to the seller? Because it seems like if the market's been exposed to the idea that you put a lockbox on the house, you have to do a bit of education yourself. So how do you, how do you present that to a seller? Um, very, I mean, it, it's, it resonates very well with the sellers. I mean, at the point we explain, hey, we're going to show up every time a buyer's in the property, um, you know, that is a, a huge uh, differentiation in our market. And, uh, you know, the, the sellers get that instantly. But, you know, just kind of quantifying that, I mean, part of the uh, the advantages that I mentioned, you know, the feedback aspect of things, you know, we're on site, uh, we get that feedback instantaneously, you know, the second the, the buyers are out the door, we're picking up the phone and calling the sellers, but, you know, we gain some insights into the buyer situation or what they're looking for, and then also the uh, critical feedback that they have at the house. So, you know, if we've shown a house 15 times and we keep getting the same comments um, about some attribute of the home that is uh, curable, you know, that's information we can go back to the seller and say, look, this is consistently a problem. We need to address this, um, you know, or it's going to impact the uh, the sale price of the home. So, um, you know, if it's painting the purple dining room or, uh, you know, kind of restaging a space or, or whatever it is. I mean, a lot of these things are uh, are going to be curable or at least uh, the opportunity for us to identify a cure. You know, if it's something that's a major cost um, that the seller's not willing to undertake, at least letting us know that, hey, this is a consistent uh, objection that buyers have. Let's get somebody in here, quantify what it would cost to fix this, provide them with the quotes and the plans, um, and, and be able to explain that to the buyer's agent. You know, that's a that's a big deal. Um, so and that, that touches on something that um, I, I remember seeing a, a survey of realtors, and one of the biggest complaints was getting feedback from buyers because most agents rely on like automated Mm -hmm. questionnaires or something. And and the buyer's agent has very little incentive to fill it out and take a lot of time to fill it out because Mm -hmm. they they don't care what you think, right? It's just time out. This is a real way to handle that huge complaint, right? And, and oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I I I just wanted to touch on that, that getting that real feedback is it sounds yeah. like a great solution. And what the agents and their buyers, you know, put on those feedback forms isn't necessarily, you know, the case. You know, they may come in and say, well, it's overpriced. You know, they'll fill out the price is too high. Well, 
you know, right, they have four the, choices, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not that the price is too high. You know, maybe the price is fine if you know the kitchen was this way or if this was done another way. You know, so there's there's other components to you know kind of the question of of the price and condition uh, uh, matrix there. So yeah, it's we get much more. Uh, actionable feedback yeah. uh, by a lot being of the on feedback site. is not is is probably body language too it's not just mm-hmm. words you know a lot of the times when these agents fill out the feedback they are filling it out strategically at you know at the point that they are making an offer they've listed it was overpriced and typically you know it's the drop down arrows and you yeah. You click one or two things, and you don't give much other feedback. And I think it helps us in the negotiation process. At the point we're at the at the at the showing, and we can see that the buyer is really interested and is and mm-hmm. is just going, you know, in love with, you know, certain features of the house. And when they offer, you know, we kind of know to a certain extent that maybe these folks are on the hook. You know, That's we kind of have them where we want them. Yeah, yeah, no question. All right, so if someone's listening, they want to talk to you guys more about showing up for all your showings and all the marketing you do and the photographs and the video and the, all that, what's the best way to find you? Yeah, they could go to uh, louisvillefinerealestate.com. That's uh, an easy way to get uh, both Jake's and my contact info. All right, we'll see you on the next episode. Great. thanks.